I am one of those people that make lists this time of year. Um, I go through and I start to figure out what I want to get done and, and I'll prioritize things and, and uh, just look at what's gotten done. But one of the things that I end up needing to do is that I need to be drawn into the eternal when I'm doing this kind of planning that regularly all of my planning has a temporal bent. You know, I want to get this done at the house. I want to get this done with my health. I want to get this done, you know, investing or whatever, you know, into this time frame. And and yet I I get drawn back and I realize there's more to life than that, for sure. And... uh, if I, I truly want to be happy at the end of time, then I need to have invested in the right things. Um, this is also a season where I really need sunlight. <laughs> and I, you know, and I, I look for up things because uh, I just, I get weary of the dark. And uh, I, I went back to the book of Philippians this week, and what a precious book that is. And so I'd like to just share some thoughts out of that book, Uh, some of the the notes that I made as I found. um, Philippians 1.6, I'm sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. And I've shared before how that verse profoundly affected me at a very low time where uh, I, I didn't have answers. I had a lot of questions. I had a lot of problems right in front of me, but I didn't have answers. And yet there's this promise that he who began a good work in you, you know, that I knew God had started something, and so I could trust him to carry me through. And that's, that's all I could cling to in that moment, but it was enough. And to just to look at that kind of thing and realize that... Um, there are times when we are overwhelmed. There are times when we don't know what's next or what to do. But there is this anchor point that says, he who began a good work will be faithful to complete it. And I tie that to Romans 8.28 as well. You know, that all things work together for good to those that love God, called according to his purpose. I, 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 I cling to things like that saying, there is a development in my life that goes beyond the things that I can control. And so I, I trust him to carry me through even in those seasons and those times when I'm not sure quite what's going on. And so I, I grab onto that, that verse of begin, who began a good work. And in some ways, it's like you were saying, Charlie, it's good work's been started there's more good work to be done. And so in reading that, though, I want you to, again, remind yourself, Paul's sitting in jail when he's writing this. One of the times he's in jail. When he, when he first wrote, the, or it was first at Philippi, he'd been tossed in jail and beaten badly. But this is a different jail experience that he's in. And he's not real sure if he'll get out. He assumes he will. But uh, the alternative is death. 
And so he's, he's there, but in, even in that moment, there is a, a, a peace and a joy about his life that's really admirable. And, and you're looking at that and you're going, this man couldn't control the outcome of his life. He was in others' hands. He really didn't have much in the way of things. So in the temporal sense, there wasn't a whole lot going really well. But the temperament or the character of what he was exhibiting is powerful. And so I look at that and I say, man, I want to live similarly. So I want to walk through a couple of these things. He says, in the same first chapter, he says, it's my prayer that your love may abound more and more. So again, you know, when you're setting goals, maybe it's one of those things of, how do I love well? You know, and you can take that through family. If you're married, how do I love my spouse well? How do I do that better this year than last year? Even though I was great last year, how do I do it even better? No. <laughs> Just sticking with the theme, you know. <laughs> All right, you know, my children, my family, my friends, the community. You know, what, what does it look like to love well, and what tangible things could I even note and say, this, this needs to take place? Um, good news and bad news is if you ask that question of the Lord, he's going to speak to you. But then there comes a responsibility to follow through, right? And that at times tells us to do things we really don't... I mean, I like the love in a general sense. When it gets to specifics at times, uh, that's where I find my issue. But that said, you know, he's, his prayer is that they would grow in love. And then he goes on to say that uh, he wants, if I can find that prayer again on my page, he says, I want you to abound more and more in knowledge and discernment so that you may approve what's excellent. So he says, I want you to grow in wisdom. I want you to discover what is the most excellent way that you might be filled with the fruit of righteousness. So he says that it has an eternal goal, that when you stand before Christ, you want to, to be able to say, this is what my life was about. This is what it contained. So again, it, it isn't necessarily even a house goal or a land goal or a job goal, but some of the things he was really grabbing onto have that eternal sense where he's going, I want you to grow and understand what true excellence is and to dedicate your life to that, that the fruit of righteousness might accompany all that you do. In the second chapter, he says, Make my joy complete by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord in one mind. It, he is writing to a group of people, even though we tend to develop this in a personal sense. And, you know, realistically, he was writing them, but discovered in that are the principles of God. And the principles of God apply into our lives and our group as well. That's why we grab on to these things. And so he's saying, I, 
I want you to develop a, a bond together of unity. I want you to develop this ability to work together and be in one accord. And he says, you don't, you don't accomplish that through selfish ambition and conceit. But rather, it, 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 it goes as you prefer one another and as you look to each other's interests and concerns. And so as we grow in Christ, part of our goal setting becomes, what can I do that would really bless another person? Put in mind the, a person that you would have me invest in. Looking for their interests and growing in that. And that's how that a group is welded together as they truly show compassion and concern for each other. In this same second chapter, he says, As you've always obeyed, so now, not only as in my presence, but more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. So again, he's addressing the thing of, yes, you are in Christ. Yes, you have stepped into this salvation. It's like, you have been saved, you are being saved, you shall be saved into eternity, right? So you are continuing to develop in your salvation. And he says, let that be a part of your thinking. You know, that's, that's again, that eternal perspective. If we're going to write down goals, it's like asking the Lord, what, what can I do that honors you in, in this salvation that you've given me? What can I do in character and in life that would speak of your goodness surrounding me? He goes from that and he, he says, you're, you're living in a crooked and twisted world. He says, I want you to shine like stars. So he says, there's... There's a lot of junk around you, but that's not the way I want you to live. If you're working out your own salvation in the Lord, he says, I want you to shine like stars for him. In the third chapter, he says, not that I've already obtained all this or that I'm perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. So again, this man is writing with that eternal perspective. And he says, what Christ has done for me is worthy of me doing my best to honor him. I don't consider what I've, that I've made it my own, but the one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind, straining forward what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. A little later in that same chapter, our citizenship is in heaven, and from it we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. So he's going, our lives are being transformed, our lives shall be transformed, and we dedicate ourselves to those purposes. Fourth chapter, rejoice in the Lord always, and again I will say rejoice. 
Let your reasonableness, or some translations go gentleness, be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. When I read those two verses together, the only way that I truly see a linking of thought is if I go back to the first three verses in that passage. And it appears that two of the gals in the church weren't getting along very well. He's pleading with them to get along. And then he lays this out and he says, rejoice in the Lord always. In other words, if we don't start looking for woundedness and looking for offense, but we commit ourselves to this idea of rejoicing in the Lord, then, then we aren't as prone to get into squabbles with each other. There were some powerful women in this church. I mean, the first gal mentioned is Lydia, right? She invited them to stay at her home when the church is being established, and then you got these two gals that each had their own opinion. But he says, rejoice, and then he says, let your gentleness be evident to all. And so if we take on a rejoicing attitude and a rejoicing heart, we're not looking for why others are hacking us off. But rather, we're just, you know, we're committed to this, I will celebrate in the Lord his goodness. And then let your gentleness be evident to all as a, a declaration of our lives will also emanate a flavor that is appealing to others. There's a gentleness about what we do. Then he goes on from there and he says, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And so even in that, yeah, there are things that, there are anxieties that come up. There are tensions that we, how, am I, how do we get through this? What am I going to do? And he's, he's declaring, this is what you take to the Lord. And you put your anxiety before him and you say, I know you have an answer and I need to hear what it is. And he says, there will come a peace about such things. There will be an overriding confidence that God is in this and controlling it. He is the one who started the good work. He's the one who's going to complete the good work. And finally he says, Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is anything of excellence, anything worthy of praise, think about these things. I guess what I want to say to you today is, in the making of the lists, <laughs> make sure there's an eternal dynamic. Make sure that it isn't about just the temporal. I think God wants us to plan temporally, but it, it doesn't have the same priority as what the eternal does. And it's got to be subservient to the eternal. Paul says, what you've learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. You want peace in the next year? <laughs> Follow his example. Praise to the Lord. At the very end of the book, he says, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. So he says, 
at the beginning of the book, he began a good work in you, will be faithful to complete it. He said, he's acknowledging in the book that he says, I don't know that I've laid hold of everything, but I press on toward this. But then he's also making this declaration that says, in Christ, I can get this done. <laughs> it's awesome. So expect good, <laughs> plan to grow, rejoice in the Lord. Praise to him.